Put on your yamaka, here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah, to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of hello, hi. <laughs> you gotta love that Adam Sandler. I know. <laughs> Oh gosh, I didn't know. When should I stop this? Should I keep going? Oh, I remember gosh. my kids just loved that. They loved him. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> anyway. Well, happy Hanukkah. Happy, yes. well, first, second night of Hanukkah. Yeah. I think. And Merry Almost Christmas. One week. I can't believe it. This year has flown by. It has flown by. Oh, my gosh. So flown by. Yeah. So. So. Well, what's new with you? It's been a very traumatic week. Why are you laughing? I don't just say traumatic. For all you know, I could have lost a toe. (laughs) But, I mean. Gosh. Okay. First of all. Gosh, what traumatic thing happened? Well, first of all, (laughs) we got Chick fil A for lunch, and all I wanted was a frozen lemonade. That's it. Which, by the way, when you have DoorDash bring it to you, they only bring you a medium. It's like one size. You can't get big size anywhere. No, it's very just, it's very just, I don't know. It's very much a bummer. Anyway, so my frozen lemonade came and I took the two big sips, just like, oh, so good. Well, then I put it down on the table and I got busy and I forgot about it. Yeah. And three hours later, I come back. (laughs) It's separated. You got the Mm. lemonade stuff at the bottom and the ice cream stuff at the top. And I shook it together, trying to see, well, can we blend this? And, and it kind of did, but it just wasn't the same. So I've never had one. They put frozen lim- They put ice cream in the frozen lemonade? Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, my gosh. Did you hear that ping? That's, uh-uh. oh, that's good. That's letting, I've got to tell my husband, DoorDash is on the way. Ask me what we're having for dinner. What are you having for dinner? Subway. Oh, I'm texting him. See, I gotta find out if you can, if you have Jimmy John's by you. I think we've discussed this and I don't think you did. But Mm. I love Jimmy John's and they deliver. Well, they probably do DoorDash now. I know it's so expensive. Okay, so here's my next, this is horrible. And I'll bet you other people are horrified too, not just me. Um, Henry Cavill was booted from Superman. Oh, it's so sad. Well, not because he's horrible or anything, because he's fantabulous. It's they've got two new guys over there, James Gunn, I think, some other dude, and they've chosen to go a new direction. Right after the old people who ran the studio said, "Hey, it's a shoe in. Go ahead and announce it on your Instagram." Go on all the talk shows. 
let the world get excited to see the real Superman flying in a cape one more time. And yet two months later, they're like, oh, sorry, we're going another direction. We're going to follow Superman as a boy and, you know, go that way. And his chance to wear that cape again is over. He's wow. too old then at that point. And I just, my heart broke. And I had to look at a few thousand pictures of him in his Superman outfit, you know. And I wasn't getting over it. I was very unhappy until I saw this picture. <laughs> it's this picture of him as Superman. And he's really mad. And his mouth is open really wide. And his bottom row of teeth, he's got a chinky tooth, Di. You are so shallow. <laughs> I just, well, it's just what I wanted. I mean, it wasn't in perfect alignment with the others on the bottom row. And I thought, if you have a face like that, and you're wearing the Superman cape, and you've got a quazillion dollars in the bank, get your tooth fixed. Because Superman wouldn't have a janky tooth. So that was, I'm okay now. I'm okay with it. Okay, well, we're really happy. <laughs> we're really happy about that Okay, you know, know I've got teeth like, you know, if I laughed and I had a dry mouth, it might like my lip might get caught on it, right? On what? <laughs> my crooked tooth. What crooked tooth? Oh my, you can't miss it. It leads me into a room. It does not. An eye tooth. Yes. <laughs> well, do you open your mouth super wide so that I can look inside and see like he did? No. No. Okay. So here's a good thing that did happen though. Okay. Um, and congratulations to my sister, Diane, who's got a brand new baby granddaughter today. Oh, <sighs> wait, who, who had it? Who's... Robbie, her son and his wife. Oh, are they, do they live in France? Paris, right across the street from the Eiffel Tower, right on the, um, is it the Seine? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, and, I think. Um, did you know in France or at least in this hospital, you have to take your own linen, your own sheets, your own bedding, your own everything, everything you need for you, everything you need for the baby. Um, they'll provide the medical care and the food. And then when you leave, you have to pull up all your bedding and walk out with yeah. your linens and, yeah. them and wash them. Wow. Yeah, it's a kick. And they make you stay there for four days or you can take the two-day stay and they send in a home health nurse that is like there constantly. So, I mean, that's really nice to help people. But this is their third that kid. Is. Yeah. They're probably just like, give me my dirty sheets and let me out of here. <laughs> but I have to wow. say. I'm shocked. That baby is gorgeous. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. So, did they, do they have a name? No, not yet. Everybody's dying to know. Hmm. But she's beautiful. Well, okay, good. so That's that was exciting. my bad and good week. Yeah. And I hmm. am slow, okay? I get it. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for me, remember last week I said that I was going to an Arizona resort for Christmas? Yes. It's in Scottsdale. Oh. And that is like near Phoenix, a half hour away. I, I think it's near there. Anyways, my favorite sister-in-law, Lori, she invited us to her daughter's for Christmas Eve for, oh, for dinner. Nice. And, 
I know. Isn't that nice? And I hadn't thought about it because I, Flagstaff is north, like it snows up there. Yeah. So I thought Scottsdale was north and it snowed up there, you know, so I was thinking we were hours from them, you know. Right. And uh, I'll still be a couple hours from Diane, so I'm not going to go see her from, to see oh. her sister, but. She wouldn't be there um, anyway. She's in Alabama. Oh. <laughs> Sweet home. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so we're going to go there for Christmas Eve. And so <laughs> after I opened my big mouth a few weeks ago, I ran right out and bought a hostess gift. Wow. That's great. <laughs> well, I would have done it anyway. <laughs> and then the other thing is I, you know, you want to get something that they don't feel like they have to open right there. They don't, you know, they they can save it for another time, that kind of a thing. So something that'll last. I didn't, you know, want to bring something that would go bad after a day. Anyway, yeah. so, um, and then I wanted to tell you that I went to all a dollar, which for a dollar 25, the prices are up. I bought tons of gift bags and you've got to go there because they're even $3 or $4 at um, uh, Walmart. So oh. they're much cheaper at all a dollar. Anyway, all a dollar, it'll be the dollar tree, but yeah, I think they're all the same. But anyway, yeah, send someone out and get those picked so, up. This is your your sister in law is inviting you to her daughter's for Christmas Eve. Yes, yes. So, so who's the hostess gift for? Your your niece? Yes. Okay. It's her house, her party. Her in-laws will be there and her sister and Tom and Laurie and I don't know who else, but it's really yeah. nice. Yeah, it is sweet. Hmm. So, and I never get to, I hardly ever get to see all those uh, uh, great nieces and nephews. So it'll be fun to see them. Um, anyway. I've always liked Laurie. You're going to have a nice time. Yes. And I have to tell you, she said, now let me know when you'll be, what days you're free and whatever she goes so that we, the four of us, Tom and Lori and Bruce and I can go out to dinner. She goes, and I'll make reservations. I'm like, oh, reservations? <laughs> there may e I, I told Bruce, I go, there may even be tablecloths on the table. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, Bruce, he doesn't take me out for steak or anything, but Lori's husband, Tom, now he also doesn't like to blow a lot of money like Bruce, but he likes to eat at good places and he's a wonderful person, but that's not the only reason I think he's wonderful. He's just a wonderful person. So anyway, well, you know, tablecloths, that's huge. <laughs> if you're going to have a tablecloth, you're going to have a cloth napkin. Yes. <laughs> this is, oh. this is great. <laughs> and then one more thing. Okay. I have not seen coworkers for a year. Uh, how many years? Whenever COVID started, right? Right. Okay. And I gained my 40 pounds and I was going to have to go to see them this week at, at work and for a, for a lunch, a Christmas lunch. And I was a little nervous about being fat. I knew no one else would be fat. It's so funny because you say that on the phone. You're like, okay, well, wait till you see me. I'm fat. And they're like, oh my gosh, me too. No one else was fat. No <laughs> one else was fat anyway. So. In their mind. Yeah, I two mind. pounds since you saw me last. I know, I know. My boss, he, he walks every day. He walks his dog every day. So I know he's not fat, but anyway. 
So no one was, but I sat with my favorite people and it was good. It was a good lunch. So, and you felt good about yourself anyway, I bet you. Yeah. You know what? Once you get in there, you don't care. You know, they're going to think what they think. Mm -hmm. And frankly, Chris is an engineer and he, he doesn't care. You know, he, he and I get along. He doesn't care. And then my friend Suzette, she doesn't care. You know, people love you or they don't. And I think that after the whole thing was over and you were all leaving, going your separate ways, I I highly doubt they were thinking, boy, she sure did gain weight. You know, I don't think they thought yeah. that. They probably thought it was so good to see her. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So anyway, so that's that's all of that. Well, but anyways, go yeah, ahead. you were telling me a story the other night and I couldn't believe it. Okay, okay. So I um, was up late watching TV. And we have we have a really great couch down here. It's the greatest place to chill. So I fell asleep, <clears throat> and Bob walks in the next morning. And he's like, "Susie, the French doors are like wide open." And it was like from where the kitchen table is out to the patio in the backyard. I'm like, "What?" And all night long. And I think what had happened is the door didn't get shut tight and it, and we lock it by habit every time because yeah, we know it has a tendency to blow open with wind and it was pouring rain. And I was, oh, wow. I was laying there thinking, boy, this rain sounds so clear and loud. It's like, like almost like you were in it, you know, but not getting wet. And <laughs> I was thinking all these things like, is a window open? No, window's not open. Well, Diana, a man could have come in. Yeah. Or like a badger. <laughs> you guys have badgers? No. Oh, no. Okay. I know in England they do. They have quite the problem. But... Well, they could have. Or something yes. equally as bad. A skunk or a possum. We have the, yeah. a coyote. <sighs> we have those. Those could have come in here. I, I, we are so lucky. And I mean, nothing was stolen. Everything was fine. And um, they just got left open all night long. That's scary. Do they open in or out? In. Okay. Well, I just don't recall. I remember the sliding door, but I don't recall the French doors. And you said you've had them forever. Yeah, we had them for so long. In fact, you've seen them. Remember we were, the gardeners were here. And we went out and we looked at the bushes along the fence. They were replacing the fence. Remember? Mm. And he said, do you like it this high or this high? And we both agreed it was okay to do it a certain height. You know, remember that? I took mm. you out there to show you my the hedges along the fence that the guy said, look, I made you hearts. And instead uh. he cut them and they looked like butts. <laughs> do not remember that? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but on the backyard, <laughs> just huge, huge, huge one <laughs> with a box hedge. All cut. It looked, you know, he meant the top half of the heart, but why would he even do that? <laughs> just cut them square, bro. Just square. <laughs> no, you know, 
when I walk into your backyard, I always think, oh my gosh, perfect place for a pool. And I'm always thinking, why haven't they gotten a pool? Well, so we have maybe plans. I, do you? Yeah, we're gonna we were gonna build one for Shady. Because what every black lab <gasps> needs is their own dog. Yes. I mean their own their pool. Own pool, yeah. I mean, <laughs> truly we were. We're gonna and then she went and died, so I'm gonna build so a not now. happening. Yeah. No one's gonna use it but her. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would come and visit and I would use your pool. Diane and me. How about that? She's got her own pool and she's got a rock in the middle of her pool. I'm gonna huh. have to get a rock in the middle of mine now. You just need a rectangle one. No, no. I, this pool, these pool plans are gorgeous. Well, pools are cheaper in California than they are here. So I think you should get one. I am going to show you. I, I'll show you a picture of the Yeah, plant. send them to me. Yeah. I will. They're really, really nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was watching a movie with Kelly Pickler, Tyler Hines, and I think I like him. And Patrick Duffy. I love Patrick Duffy. Yeah. And it was called The Mistletoe Secret. I wrote it down. And it takes place in Midway, Utah. I don't know if they really filmed there. I tried to look it up, but I mm. get sidetracked and start looking at other stuff. So I never found out if they really filmed it there. But anyways, I just thought, oh, they 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 should do it all over the States. You know, they should do film, video, uh, movies <clears throat> all over the States. That's a good idea. I love that movie. And you know, I love Tyler Hines. He was in yeah. uh, Three Wise Men and a Baby. Yeah. Um, love him. He's one of my favorite three Hallmark actors. Well, you know, I think he's a pretty good actor, but um, also he's got, um, he acts like a normal person. That's what I like about him. Or I, maybe my kind of normal. I don't know. But you know what? They cast Kelly Pickler in that, which I mean, she talks with such a southern twang. Boy, and she then, does. You know, it they so much so that they had to bring it up in the show. You know, she's yeah. from Midway, but why do you talk with that? Why well, I can't remember what excuse they gave. She went yeah. to school there or something. I'm sorry. I, I went to BYU, but I didn't come home saying, Oh my heck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No, she um yeah, they they do not have a southern accent here. So that's no. funny. Yeah, that was the only weird anyway. thing. But that was a really good story. And they play a game in that movie. Do you remember that game? Like the town, no. the town had a, um, a, a, like a Christmas carnival. And one of the games, like a scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they had to collect all the pieces to build a snowman. That and was a cute idea. Yes. Hints. They gave hints. <laughs> uh-huh it was really cute yeah. so anyway so okay and then here's another thing this weekend i watched a documentary on keith richards he's one of the rolling stones he was he's one of the he and mick jagger started the group and um anyways he talked about how great his mom was how how she had a great ear for music and he liked the blues she liked the blues so she would find him stuff on the radio and he was born, I think during the war, he was born during the war. And he said as a little kid, he remembers all the bombed out buildings, which just. Which war? I can't imagine. World War II. How old is this guy? Is he dead? No, he's still alive. He, he was born in 43. 
Wow. So he's nearly 80. But um, anyway, so, so his, his mom, he just said the nicest things about his mom. And I just love men who say nice things about their mom or who are good to their moms. Yeah. So my boys are good to me. Your boys are good to you. Mm-hmm. My brother was good to my mom. So that's just one of those things that's kind of important to me. So anyway, and I girls, just thought I'd share important. that with you. It's important to, you know, marry a guy who, you know, look how they treat their mother. Cause that's how they're going to be treating you. Yeah. You know, it's, that's the truth. I didn't know anybody that treated their mom poorly. Or maybe they did and I didn't know it, but I don't think so. Yeah, I I don't think I knew anyone either, but I I also wasn't in their homes when, you know, mom would tell them to do something and they'd... Well, that's true. My brother was one. He'd do it before she asked. Okay, that well, that's unusual. Be, that must be why he, he's the favorite. Can you imagine Tim thinking, I'm just going to go clean all the toilets. And surprise my mom. <laughs> Doug's would be, I'm just going to vacuum these stairs. It's <laughs> the worst job ever. He hated vacuuming the stairs. I did come home one time and my middle son had cleaned the whole house. One time, three, uh-huh. Three kids one time. He was older. And... So, you know, I have to say, it, it was like thrilling. <laughs> and it wasn't your birthday so, or anything? No, I don't know what the deal was, but. Okay, well, your yeah. kids are better than mine. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it was just one time and it was just one kid, but. <laughs> I don't care. That's, they're all taking credit for it. Let me tell you. Yeah. In my mind. <laughs> Way to go, Andy. Oh, anyway, too funny. But no, I love I love men who love their moms. That's so, super great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Hanukkah started last night on the 18th, and um, we're not Jewish, but I love the traditions uh, surrounding and the story surrounding Hanukkah. Um. Do you have any favorite traditions? Were you ever, did you have a lot of Jewish friends? Did you ever celebrate Hanukkah in any way? You know, Kathy did. Kathy in her neighborhood had a lot of Jewish friends. Um, she had a babysitting job where she would, uh, and they were two cute little Jewish kids. And I went over and they had a little Christmas tree. <laughs> and the little girl had told her mom, Santa Claus is coming this year. So <laughs> They went along with it and she got Christmas presents and um, her brother was, you know, telling me the truth about Christmas, Santa Claus and the whole thing. And so I was shaking my head. Yes, I, I know. I, (laughs) I know about Santa Claus and how old were you? uh, I was probably 15, 16. Okay. And these kids were 10 and under. Okay. Anyways, just adorable. You know, she, and they were, and the, I said something to the mom, and the mom goes, yeah, we're going to get her a present for Christmas. <laughs> Anyways, but my, my thing that I remember uh, was playing the dreidel game with my sons. You know, we tried to do a whole night of it, and I explained it because I had a menorah, 
And so I tried to explain the, the, the story to the kids of the, of the lights mm -hmm. and, but they like playing the dreidel. And I realized um, I need to get dreidels for my grandkids. Oh yeah. Are you going to do um, with the coins to get the um, oh. money coins, which, you know, wrapped in the foil? Well, we used to, I would buy coins and, you know, and I forget, I have one grandson that lives near us and I always get him coins, but I need to get him dreidel, a dreidel. It would be, oh my gosh, they'd make me sit at that table for hours if they knew you could place the chocolate coins, you know? Well, they have the bigger dreidels. The top comes off and you could stuff it with candy. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had some of those. I, I have a whole bunch of the wooden ones, but I don't know where, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know where I hit them. So, but I never did make food or anything like that. What did you guys do? Well, I did make food. I'm the Ooh. type of mom that on St. Patrick's Day, I made them dance the Irish jig, wear green. I make corned beef and cabbage, even though they hated it. <laughs> that stinks up the house, too. Mm -hmm. But, um, you see, I had a lot of Jewish friends when I was a kid. And we were invited to, um, even my parents, to these families' homes to have Hanukkah, one night, you know, celebration with them, see the candlelit and take part in that and their food and all of it. And so I carried the tradition. Well, this is what happened to both of us, actually. Um, well, first, I got to tell you about my one Jewish friend, Joey Adeshek. Yeah. <laughs> we was... talked about Jude, Joey before. <laughs> <clears throat> He had this afro hair and a abnormally large nose. I just, I had a crush on him. He ended up being a gynecologist when he grew up. Wow. So, Was he tall, short? Just normal. I don't know what how much taller he grew. I mean, how high school. But anyway, so with my kids when they were younger, uh, I don't remember specifically plain dreidel we must have oh yes we did because they came home from school knowing how to do it because hmm. they must have done it in their classroom or something they had made them out of paper the dreidels glued them all together oh yeah yeah we had done all of that but um Maisie we have a friend named Maisie that we've talked about she gave Diana and I some menorahs that were her children's childhood menorahs. She I kind of felt bad one. about that, Suze. I don't feel bad about it at all. Oh. I really don't. I mean, she said they had a lot of different ones. Why would they have a lot of different menorahs? Well, I have a lot of Christmas trees, so I cannot judge. Well, I guess you're <laughs> right. These were, these were uh, on the smaller scale. They weren't like, you know, uh -huh big giant ones but I thought it was really kind of neat so um, we as they were oh, I guess they're junior high what age would they have been when we got those menorahs probably in junior high and yeah. we would light the first night well actually we ended up we were only going to do one night of Hanukkah we lit them all up and um, we had 
Diana and I have friends, Abe and Miriam friend, mm-hmm. and they gave our kids the yarmulkes um, to wear on their heads. And um, they had actually sent me a, C- a cassette tape. <laughs> so old this is. A cassette tape. She and Abe had sung the Hanukkah songs, recorded them for us. And so I would make my kids wear the yarmulkes, sing the Hanukkah songs. We went through the whole thing. Oh, the prayers. They had written out the prayers, sung the songs, or did they sing the prayers? I don't remember. And I remember we were staying with my parents when this house was being built. And um, they had to have been, Doug was 12, 11 and 12 years old. Um and we were going to do this on the first night of Hanukkah. And my sister was like, oh, you can't do that. You're not Jewish. You can't. Wait, not Diane. Not no, Diane. Mar- my sister, Marilyn. She just thought that was terrible that we would be doing that. And um, my dad thought it was the greatest thing ever. He wanted to try the uh, yarmulke. Tim was thrilled to let him have his. Um, <laughs> he took part in the whole thing. And I've told you that they did, um, he and Rabbi Stearns did the, uh, from the local temple, Beth Shalom. They did congregation swaps with us. And he was just like that. So we did the whole thing. And I made them do it for as many years as I could get away with. Um, and I would make potato latkes. Is that how you say it? I, I think so. Yeah, don't ask me how to do it again. And, you know, a couple other things. And then, um, so yeah. And it was just really great that, you know, these people shared their traditions with us. So I thought it was really yeah. nice. Yeah, so I have to say something about Jewish people. When I got pregnant, I would only go, you get weird when you're pregnant. I did anyway. I would get really on to one thing and, and that was it. And I would only go, I decided I was only gonna go to a um, Jewish gynecologist. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so that's what I did. I found the name of one and um, I knew a couple people who had, I remember they had said his name, it, Dr. Um, Bluestein. And so I looked him up and there he was and Dr. Lairfeld and they delivered my babies. So, yeah. Well, anyways, if you had just said his last name was Adeshek, I, I know, been, right? Would that have been the, I'm not even, let's just move on. <laughs> no, no, I, and, and I would get asked, well, why, why only Jewish gynecologists? And this was in Southern California. And I, because I, I still remember this, this boy in high school, Steve Goffin. And I just remember he kind of just aced everything he would look at the paper and boom a hundred percent would appear you know what i mean he just was so smart and i thought i think i want a a jewish guy who aced medical school (laughs) instead of you know (laughs) you know someone who who had to struggle through it and so because i had met steve goff and of course i thought he was a brilliant guy and you know maybe maybe none of it's true i don't know but anyways when i got pregnant i had to have a jewish gynecologist and they were great so 
can't come. Well, Joey's mother must have been very proud of her son, the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> right? Maisie was uh, proud of her son, the doctor. It was an honorary doctorate. <laughs> I know, but what'd she say? <laughs> you don't want to tell to... this, do you? I don't. It was... <laughs> that it was good to have a doctor in the family. Yeah. So... <laughs> sorry. It was an honorary doctorate in music. Oh, sorry, that cracks me up. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So nice to share traditions. And Maisie one time said to me that she wanted she when she was a little girl she had always wanted a Christmas tree. Oh yeah, so yeah. So we had we had a um, a uh, floral place that had everything, and so I had one of the ladies make a Christmas tree for her, and another lady was going past her house, so I said, "You drop this off," and that way she could have her Christmas tree once in her life. But that wasn't a giant one. It was one of those like four feet tall, skinny ones, right? Yeah. If it, I don't even know if it was four feet, you know, it would have had to have sat on a table and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But she still, loved that. You know, I heard. That was really sweet of you. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. Now tell we're going to start something new here. Suze. Okay. Diana's being very, very patient with me. No, I, I think this, this is a great idea. I do. Well, we're going to start um, a book club. And basically, it's just me telling you about a book. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Because I am a librarian. <laughs> like the kids used to come into the library and I'd start with the kindergartners. And I would say to them, I need to let you all know that, in fact, I am a librarian. And um, I kind of made it sound like, you know, now they were part of my secret society and they're in my presence kind of thing. You know, you have to ooh and awe them at an <laughs> early age. So plus I had an audience of willing listeners. Anyway, um, I would tell them that I know everything about everything. And if I don't know everything about everything, I know exactly where to find it. Well, of course, they all know how to find it before me because the internet exploded and they were all, you know, that's all they find their information. They don't need a librarian anymore. But one of the things that I think is a perfect Hanukkah gift for the whole family, or if you know a Jewish family, or even if you don't, to share this with your kids, because I think we need to understand and honor other people's traditions. Now, this book is a Caldecott honor book, and, and Caldecott books are the ones that are um, given the ones, the this special award for uh, the artwork inside. Mm -hmm. And so it's called Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. It was written by Eric Kimmel, who um, he adapted it from a Ukrainian folktale. And let me tell you, it's, let me read you this description. It's a haunting tale with a warm heart. Herschel arrives at a village on the first night of Hanukkah, but he finds the villagers too afraid to light a single candle. Goblins with spindly claws and twisted faces are haunting the synagogue. Herschel vows to break the curse. The clever trickster faces down one goblin after the next, night after night, until he meets the terrifying king of goblins, 
it will take all of Herschel's wit to trick the king of goblins to light the menorah himself. So it's a great read aloud to do to kids. The library kids loved it. I think you could read this to, I don't know, all the way up through junior high. Especially boys are going to love it because, you know, goblins. Um, and it's just, and of course, you need to let your kids know what the Festival of Lights is really all about. But I don't know. I just think it's it's a fun book. And also, since it's almost Christmas time, I need to tell you about a book called Kringle, K-R-I-N-G-L-E, by Tony Abbott. He is a wonderful children's author. He wrote the popular Secrets of Droom series a few years ago. Um, there's several of them in the series. And kids that are probably eight years old all the way up to 12 would enjoy those, um, The Secrets of Drune. But he also wrote a series called The Copernicus, Copernicus Legacy, which I am reading. I love books um, for that age group of the middle years from 12 on up. And this book, Kringle, is to me something that I enjoy started reading to my kids um, Thanksgiving night. And we would finish just in time for Christmas. We do a chapter day. Sometimes, though, I'd have to sneak into two chapters to get done on time. And it's the epic fantasy of um, a young orphan realizing his destiny, which is to become the legendary Kris Kringle. And it's not the regular Santa Claus myth. It's um, he becomes a force for good in a dark and violent time. This one also has fantasy goblins, elves, flying reindeer, and a boy from the humblest beginnings to fulfill his destiny. And it begins back in 500 AD when goblins kidnapped human children. I thought this is sounding so bad. You got to like, think about goblins, huh? I do. <laughs> and they uh, and they would kidnap them and set them to work underground in mines. But Kringle frees the children and his legend lives on today as he travels the earth every Christmas Eve to quell the goblins once more. My boys love this book and it is really a good story. So if you're into reading to your kids or you just want to hand them a book, do this. And any of you guys out there listening um, or grandmas or don't have little ones running around, that's okay. You probably have grandkids and uh, share these stories with them. I think they're wonderful. I'm going to have to get those for my grandkids. Well, if you have granddaughters that love goblins, you should. These are not just for boys. So anyway. Well, that sounds good to me. So. Yeah. Oh, shoot. What? Hang on. I have my advice. Hang on. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here is my advice. And uh, my unsolicited advice, and it's attributed to Brigham Young. Love the giver more than the gift. And I just thought that is so nice because I'll say, oh, I love this gift. And I'll love anything. If you give me anything, I'll love it. But I realized Oh yeah, love the giver. Yeah. So that's a really a good one. I really like yeah. that. Yeah, so 
Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to you guys. Yes. Yeah, Merry Christmas and we will talk to you as we head into next year. How about that? Already. Okay. Well, Di, you have a fantastic trip. I will. I'll let you know how it goes. And hopefully the bed will be soft. Oh, and then I hope your tablecloth dreams do, in fact, come true. Yes. (laughs) Okay, everybody. Uh, Okay. We'll see you later. (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye.